if I could help you with one thing about nutrition, what would that look like? Kia ora, I'm Janet Wallace, an endurance athlete, personal trainer, wife, mum of four boys, and owner-operator here at The Rig Mobile Functional Fitness. You're listening to The Rig's Ramblings Podcast, a perfectly imperfect space and place for you to be while we explore a non-bullshit approach to exercise, nutrition, and all the things in between. Via these recordings, we'll navigate what's real about what and how we eat and how we move. I have a huge passion for movement, eating well to be well, adventure, and a desire to help people. We'll meet some epic guests along the way, hearing about their wild journeys and adventures through this thing we call life. Ordinary people achieving extraordinary things. I hope we can learn a thing or two, debunk a few theories, and really see how best we can move forward for ourselves. Let's crank on into it. Kia ora, Janet here. You're listening to The Riggs Ramblings and this is episode number nine. What do you need to do? Seems like a pretty standard ordinary question. Uh, going by the squeak of my chair, what I need to do is likely replace that or find some CRC. But what is it that you need to do? Um, clients can come to me for all sorts of different help through my nutrition coaching or being a personal trainer or group fitness instructor. Um, but what I do find is how much you know we talk about relevance to what they need to do through other aspects of their life so that it can help them reach their goals or their targets of where they want to be. Where we need to be or where we want to go is a really personal journey and I'm not one that's going to come along here and preach for you, you've got to do this and you've got to do that and somehow tie that into what I sell, that's not who I am. But what I've found that the more that I help people with nutrition and and exercise for that matter or even teams, sports, um, is that there's a real relativeness to being able to have the tools that we need to be have on hand to assist us through our behaviors and when I talk about behaviors I kind of mean that like in a very broad spectrum term I suppose you could say but it's about like goal setting and being able to manage ourselves Um, we don't need to have goals for absolutely everything down to a daily manner but we do need to have goals to be able to grow as an individual but we don't want that to be overwhelming either and it's you know I, I can throw information at clients left right and center about how they're going to achieve this and this is what they've got to do to achieve that and you know are you sleeping well are you eating well and you know at the end of the day it's a lot of information that can be really really overwhelming so we work really in depth especially with my VIPs um, on a one-to-one basis about behavior and how our behavior for positive and negative connotations can really affect the way that we journey through this path or um, time frame that we are on. Um, when I set goals or help people set goals, we have a timely manner on them. You'll, we'll dive into that a little bit deeper um, here. But you know, setting goals and reaching for the stars is great. But how, how do we reach them if we don't know how to apply it it's okay to tell somebody to exercise like this and eat like that but if they can't manage their behaviors then all too quickly it's going to become incredibly overwhelming Uh, so through um, our first lockdown here in New Zealand in 2019 I developed a modular course um, for called creating you for individuals that wanted help in terms of being able to start a new journey and achieve 
um, weight loss or fitness goals or weight gain or life goals, I guess you could say, because it really does dive quite deep into the behaviours that we are needed to be able to gain some successes. I'm also a not a life coach. So, you know, these are just the processes and behaviour patterns and tools that I help clients with. And I'm going to share them with you today so that you can sort of have a wee insight into you know some of the things that you can apply that can make your path and journey to where you want to be a little bit more achievable and definitely take away the overwhelm factor. So in our creating new course which had a wild success in the times that I've run it I've had clients that have achieved their weight loss goal or they've done a you know one half marathon. One of my biggest successes was the lady that applied what she was learning not only to her weight loss journey which was her goal her reason for signing up for creating you was to lose weight which she successfully did but along the way she actually applied a lot of these tools to her own um, professional behavior and was able to really grow as an individual and stand up for herself and in that time she applied a lot of these other tools for instance the cookie jar that we're going to dive into shortly and you know she got a promotion and that promotion actually led her to her dream job and a dream place. And, you know, now she'll honestly tell people that doing that course was one of the best things she's ever done for herself. But it really came down to her. She was able to use the tools that I had passed on to her and supported her with, but she really had to apply them. And, you know, in times before where maybe she we'd spoken about weight loss and why, you know, People sometimes can't achieve their desired weight loss or they fall off the wagon metaphorically. You know, sometimes that's because in the end sight it can just seem too overwhelming, it's too far away, it's too hard. But if we try and apply some of these new tools that I'm going to um, talk about with you today, we can probably break that down, normalise it, really make it achievable. So yeah, so through Creating You, we talk a lot about setting goals. There's loads of different ways that you can... Um, write down your goals um, in a general population token I still work on the SMART goals we studied them when I did my degree um, I remember learning about them you know even in primary school I believe so our SMART goals stand for specific measurable achievable relative and timely and so it's a really great tool to be able to write these down. And of course, your goals are going to change. You're going to reach, you know, where you wanted to be, or your goal's going to grow, or you know, you might find that your goal takes a bit of a pivot, and that's no longer your goal, and you have somewhere else that you want to be or get to, or you know, there's so many ways you can apply smart goals. It doesn't have to be to weight loss or fitness. It can be to your professional job. Do you want to reach your dream job or your goal position in the company you work for do you want to earn a certain amount of money like it's all completely relative and functional so it's just a wee tool so breaking those down specific so you're going to make your goals specific and narrow it down so that you can effectively plan for them you know if your goal is weight loss then weight loss is your goal you set a goal for how much weight loss you want to you know to lose if your goal is to improve your nutrition what about your nutrition do you want to improve? Does that also incorporate weight loss or weight gain? Or, you know, if you want to run a marathon, specific. What marathon? Clearly you're going to do it through running though, aren't you? Or walking. Measurable. So you're going to define which evidence will prove you're making progress. 
And you need to re-evaluate, re-evaluate this um, when necess- necessary. So, you know, there's always going to be improvements along the way or maybe things need to be sort of regressed a wee bit so that you can progress forward. Um, so, yeah, measurable. Achievable or attainable. Um, so you're making sure that you can reasonably accomplish what it is you've, you know, set out to do. Um, you know, there's lots of things that would be sort of deemed too easy and lots of things of course that would be deemed too challenging so you want it to be achievable or attainable and relative relative or relevant um, so your goal should align with you know the values and objectives you're trying to achieve so you're not going to train for a marathon by biking it could help but you know at some stage you're actually going to have to walk or run um, yeah and realistic keeping it realistic as well you want to get there you want your goal to be achieved um you know so yeah relevant relative realistic the r can stand for all three no right or wrong there and time based so you want to set yourself a time um you know when is the you know i'm just using this marathon as an example when's the race you know when do you want to do it by you know is your professional goal two years five years we all talk about our five-year plan is it in your five-year plan Um, if it's a weight loss i specifically tell people to set a time frame for weight loss six weeks three months six months a year you want it to have an end date you want to push yourself so that you can achieve it um, and you don't, but you don't want that time frame to be too short so that it's not going to be achievable, or too far in the distance that you give up and it's never going to come to fruition. Um, there are all sorts of long-term goals that can exceed a year to twenty-five years, house ownership, all those sorts of things. Um, you know, so yeah, there's big and small goals um, in that sense. Um, when we set goals in a personal training um, context for in a consultation, I'll talk about small, medium and long term goals. Small being zero to three months, a medium six months to a year, long term a year plus. And so, you know, that's another way of having a measurable goal um, in a timely manner, isn't it? Because we can set those sort of time frames of what we want to achieve um, and those, and then just constantly tweak them as we progress. Um, and what I do find is, especially on a nutrition journey um, in my four-week intensive, is that where I see this change the most is often clients will come to me with a weight loss goal, and then along the way they'll learn <coughs> or change and pivot to learn that nutrition um, has changed for them, and the weight loss was just part of the journey, but it's no longer the end goal. Um, and that's okay. That's awesome. Um, however, if your goal is still at the end of that to lose weight, then that's awesome um, too. Uh, so another wee tool in the toolbox of what do you need to do is our cookie jar. I love having this um, metaphoric cookie jar. So when we think about cookie jar, I want people to think about the obstacles that, that they've faced that they can then have turned um, into success. So you've had something that you've struggled with, you've addressed it, you've worked on it, you've achieved it, you've been successful. That then goes into your cookie jar. Uh, I find sometimes you actually need to physically write these down and put them in an actual cookie jar, or just metaphorically, or even just writing it in a journal can really, really help. 
I want you to really think about with the cookie jar what it feels like to overcome the struggles that you faced when you're initially working on something. You know, what did you do? How did it feel? You know, what uh, things did it evoke in you, both pleasant and unpleasant? How hard was it? How long did it take? All those things, yeah, write them down and put them in your cookie jar. Your cookie jar is the wins. You want your wins to be often and large or small, no gauge there. Yeah, the cookie jar, it works really, really well. Another uh, really good tool that I use is post-it notes. Um, if you were to look on the office wall in front of me, you'd see I have post-it notes um, on the wall. Most of it is relative to my clients, their goals, what they're planning what they're requiring from me, what we're working on. I have my own post-it notes, they're on my mirror. So what I like with post-it notes, and I generally do tell people to put them either on the mirror or the fridge or your office wall, somewhere where you're going to see them a lot um, and often, so that we're looking at them visually, we are processing them without thinking about it sometimes. If you're putting your makeup on and your mirror in your bedroom and the notes are beside them, you are going to be taking them in. So sometimes what I want you to write on these things are your goals. Sometimes it can be as insecurities that you want to overcome. You know, your dreams can it be limitations. Um, you know, and as you achieve them, remove them and replace them. They're a great way to subconsciously and consciously reach goals or to overcome processes you think are holding you back. It's a visual concept. Um, not too dissimilar to people that put photos of a certain car on their fridge. You know, each time they open the fridge, they see the car. It can work into the manifesting, isn't it? So we're going down that manifesting road, I suppose you could say, that they're going to manifest this new vehicle by seeing it all the time and consciously thinking about it, subconsciously thinking about it. It's a target, it's a dream. Um, yeah, and so post-it notes are great and <laughs> stationary. Who doesn't like a bit of stationary? Colour code them. You know, your goals, your insecurities, dreams and limitations, they could all have a different colour code and that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, they're an amazing tool. The next, uh, you know, tool, or I keep using the word tool because they really are, they're all about adapting our behaviours and we sort of need tools or steps or processes or insert word here, whatever works best for you, um, is working on you. Like, what is challenging you? What problems or limitations are you facing? What excuses are you making for why you're not reaching those challenges? Or, you know, what excuses are you using that so the limitations stay in place? Don't hold back. List them all. Write them down. Because this will be the list that will fuel your future. We are always going to have challenges, limitations, beliefs, and behaviours. But if we can work on our behaviour patterns in a really positive way, I guess you could say, then we can apply those behaviour benefits to all these other aspects, to big to bring in the bigger picture because at the end of the day it's about you it's about your growth it's about reaching where you want to be in your life it's not about anyone else it's just about you what can we do to help you reach where it is you know you want to go 
you want to be. And so in exercise and nutrition, um, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, there's always goals. The goalposts are constantly shifting and moving. The processes that we need to use can often change as we adapt. Like, we become efficient. Um, yeah, and so we really want to be able to maximise on keeping it relative, keeping it achievable and not overwhelming ourselves as we go through that processes. We're always learning and, you know, life is pretty short and dire and desperate if we're not learning, isn't it? It's just doing the thing every day. But, you know, what inspires you? What creates you? What is it that you think might be too far-fetched of an you know, idea or a goal or an achievement? Or, you know, like the world is your oyster. Don't dream small. Dream big. And break it down, you know, into smaller steps so we don't get overwhelmed. If it doesn't work, why didn't it work? What can we change so that it can work? What did you do or didn't do that stopped you from getting to where you wanted to be right there in that moment? Like, we're always going to have some pitfalls and growths. You know, like they say, you can't always take a step forward without taking two steps back. We're not always going to be winning. Some things are going to be challenging, frustrating. Um, yeah, but it's how we deal with those that can really, really help you get to the get to where it is you want to go like they say the process is the journey the process is the goal the process should be enjoyed but if we make these things too far out of our reach and we make that journey so bloody unpleasant that you know we're just going to give up it has to be sustainable and we need to have these little behaviors um really really knuckled in and dialed in and in tune to where you want to go to help you along the way doesn't have to be hard not, you know, every goal has to be life-changing. It can be something as simple as starting a new habit, finishing a project, decluttering your office, making sure that you do the dishes every night before you go to bed. You know, that can be a small thing that you can have on your post-it note, you know, bathroom mirrors, you brush your teeth, have you done the dishes? You know, like little things like that can really, really help um, have a really positive impact on the bigger picture. Small steps, bigger steps, large steps, reach those goals. So yeah, this podcast, um, I hope it has given you a, you know, something to think about. Um, don't have to apply things in you know all of these ways. I generally uh, describe myself as a fly by the seat of the pan my pants type of person. However, through studying and running this business and doing what I do, I actually am incredibly organized person um, I like to be organized when I'm not organized I can actually feel overwhelmed but then I can kind of when I say that I'm flying by the seat of my pants it means I'm adaptable and I'm adaptable because I'm organized um, for instance as I am um, recording this podcast episode nine uh, I've made a structured plan on the advice of my business uh, mentor Tash Corbin um, look her up she's flipping amazing you know to record a certain amount of episodes before I release um, my podcast this podcast land is all new to me um, I'm going to use the word bandwidth because I um, 
I have no other word for it, I can't even remember what she called it, but it's all to do with reach and how many listeners and downloads that a podcast is capable of when we release them. Way over my head, technology, as I've mentioned a few times in previous podcasts, is so out of um, depth for me. But you know, like I've been so recording all these episodes, so I had to you know, be organised to get to this certain uh, stage. We're about to reach spring, we're sort of mid-August um, at the moment, we will start lambing in a few weeks, busy time on the farm. I still continue to run my business, I still turn up to in-person work through lambing, we're lucky now our kids are older, they're more capable and able to help us. But in terms of, of the rig and, and the other aspects that... Um, you know, aren't in-person hours as such, you know, things like my social media, my email content, you know, I've already started banking those in, a, in advance um, so that they can continue to be released. I don't want to lose what it is I've already achieved so far with all of the online um, socials and content and um, growth that I have with my clients through emails and uh, webinars and this podcast for example so yeah so you know pre-planning organizing um didn't really get there by flying by the seat of my pants as much as I'd like to say it was it wasn't I set goals I was you know uh, I set how many emails I wanted to be able to have there I had the topics already pre-written uh the podcast I've written so far um 50 topics uh not including guest speakers um, it's all those little, so like a little wee things, I've put them, you know, in uh, place. Um, loads of obstacles that have got me here, for instance, for my Bloomin' Cookie Jar. Um, I have a client that's designing my website, for instance, because that's just something that I had to outsource because it did my head in. Um, it's not something I'm good at. It's not something I enjoy. Whereas with this podcast, we're learning between my son and I to... Um, you know, edit them ourselves. Why is that? Because to edit a podcast is really expensive. Um, and so far, this is a free service. It's not generating any money. I don't need it to generate. Um, well, eventually, of course, it will. It'll bring clients in, hopefully. But you know what I mean? Like, it's a free resource. So I don't want to be spending 75 to to $100 per episode uh, when I'm releasing 15 to 20 of them in one crack. So, you know, that's a huge obstacle that once we've learned that and nailed it down, that's in my cookie jar. Like I set a goal of, I really want this podcast. So I set my goal that you know, a long, long, long time ago. I have spent, I uh, don't know how many hours on YouTube learning how to do it. Between um, Emma, my daughter, from a, another mother that comes and stays with us, uh, my best friend's daughter. She helped me research which microphone to get, you know. And when it went a little bit tits up on our first sort of experience of how we can report the podcast. She was on Google beside me telling me how it's done. You know, there were so many obstacles. Which, where do I release it to? Which third-party um, storage unit, so to speak, do I upload it to? Um, all of those things. I knew nothing about it. And, you know, could have just gone, no, too hard, too many obstacles, I'm not going to do it. But no, like, my cookie jar, named the podcast, did the topics. All these wee steps along the way is what I've had to do to overcome the biggest obstacle course, which is releasing it. It's a perfectly imperfect podcast. It is not going to be highly edited. You are going to hear me cough, burp, I'll try not to fart. But, you know, that's how I am. That's the type of person I roll. Um, like I've said in one of my lives on Instagram once, I can walk out the door without even looking in a mirror. I'm that type of person. I can get to work and have two different shoes on. My clothes don't match. Sometimes they're not always inside out, but they have been on back to front. But yeah, like 
that is a fly by the seat of the pants side of me. The rest of it is structured and organised because that's kind of what works. We can fluke so many things in our lives, but we can't fluke everything. And for those things that we don't want to fluke, we need to have these processes. So I've rambled along there quite nicely now. My goal for this podcast is to keep it roughly between 20 and 40 minutes per episode. When I um, do interview guests, I expect them to possibly be a little bit longer, like maybe an hour, an hour and a half. But for now, these podcast episodes are relatively short and are hopefully not going down too many rabbit holes. So what is it that you need to do? What do you need to do to reach your goals? Write it down. Make a cookie jar. Buy yourself some post-it notes. Write down your goals. How are you going to get there? Are they smart? Because, you know, a little bit of planning goes a very, very long way. And as I do tell my nutrition and personal training clients, to be fair, it requires a little bit of commitment. But without planning, you're planning to fail. So... Crack on into it. Give it a nudge. Start with one thing. Just have a cookie jar. And then maybe buy some post-it notes. That could be more your jam. Do you. Do what works for you. So yeah, thanks for listening on episode number nine. What do you need to do? Look forward to sharing and hearing from people and their successes as they trial these little wee tools um, to manage behaviours to reach your goals. Uh, until next time I uh, look forward to hearing you as always you can get in touch with me via our social media channels or email me janet at rigstrength.com I really can't wait to see where this takes us